Hello, 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 my friends, my my lovely, adoring people who listen. Hello, I am Grum, your purveyor of all things dorky, and thank you for visiting me once more here on the dark, dork side of the ring. It's good to have you, good to see you, well, not see you, but feel you, I feel you, I feel you, my listeners, I feel you, thank you guys for checking out yet another episode, uh, episode four, thank you for the feedback, for the the month we've been doing this a month this is a month now that we have been doing uh dork sides um and it's been a thing and it's been a lot of fun uh and i am happy to say for a month we've been uploading which uh, it's not the longest uh, like podcast project i've done but it is the latest project i have done that is a podcast and has been going for a month weekly this is good i like it Thank you guys for hanging out. It is good to have you. Thank you for following me on Twitter, following me on Instagram, at Dorkside Ring. It is good to ha- to see people there. Uh, I just got done a, a stay-home vacation where I just was, you know, off things for, like, the whole week, which was pretty good. You know, I would re- highly recommend that. Um, but that's why if you were, like, waiting for videos or stuff, they didn't come. I do have some stuff, but I just uh, didn't post them uh bad job by me when you're you know early and take a you know you'd think oh you know i'm home i'm not working i can do that yeah you do what you want to do right when you're on vacation you take a work a week from work you do what you want to do i wanted to sleep and relax and that's what i did this week on the podcast we have my friends empire and rob we're talking about the goon we're gonna it's the first first character um, the first gimmick, I should say, first gimmick, and it is um, fitting that I grabbed two uh, Canadians who, uh, you know, hockey big in Canada, right? Oh yeah, I mean the NHL is based in Toronto. This is this is well known. Everybody knows this. Um, but they're two funny guys, two of my good friends. This one uh, is is a little less about. Like we we end up and not really talking too much about. I mean, we talk about the goon, obviously. We make fun of it, but we also just talk about wrestling, and the two of them not being super wrestling fans. It's interesting to listen to them talk about wrestling, and Rob, you know, Rob or, or Empire say something and go, "Well, yeah, that happened," and then learn some of the history of of, of the more behind the scenes aspects of pro wrestling. So without further ado, let us get into this Dork Side of the Ring episode for The Goon with my friends Rob and Empire. Uh, hit, hit, hit the, hit, go home, go home. Do the finish. Do the thing. We're back on the Dork Side of the Ring. Again, it is me, Grum. This week I'm joined by my two friends, two streamers, two memers, two good friends. I'll introduce them first. Rob, how you doing, bud? Hello. Hello, hello. And also joining us is my friend Empire. Hello, bud. Hey. Hey, how you doing, bud? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. So this is good. 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 Everybody's good. good. This good. is good. 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 Yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Everything's good. Um so uh Pyro, since we introduced you for last, we'll get we'll we'll do we'll do your you we'll get you to introduce yourself a little bit more. Tell the people okay. right. of the dork side who are visiting the dork side as long as well as you are, but uh, a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm a variety caster now uh, on Twitch, and I have been for five years. Uh, 
that's basically it. Like that's my whole like spiel is like I play video games and make dick jokes for a living. It's not a bad. Uh, and I got birds. <laughs> and yeah, you got birds. that's it. Yeah. And I got birds. That's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you go live. I tell dick jokes. I play a video game, and my birds make noises and whatnot. Yeah, I think yep. I think uh, I heard them in the background there. Good old. Yeah, that's that's all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, I heard oh, them too. Oh yeah. wow, interesting. Um, Rob, uh, tell the people of the dork side a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi, I'm a 15-year content creator, which means I've been making internet memes uh, as a job for a long time. Stream on Twitch, do things on YouTube. Uh, mostly I'm a community leader now for a lot of roleplay communities is my main focus. So just generally creating fun things and arts and memes for the internet, you know? Beautiful. Look at that. That's the difference between a five-year content creator <laughs> and a 15-year He's like, hey, I didn't know the podcast yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, I had prep time. Uh, it's I fresh had, for him. Yeah, it's yeah. fresh for him. I just had to say something similar to this. Yeah. So it's... Well, see, I like to go into these with my brain turned off, and just whatever comes out of my mouth is what you get. That's dangerous. It that's... is very dangerous. I should, I, roll. I should let the people that's, know. That's what you need to do, though, yeah. Rob. You need to be able to do this turning your brain on, or else you can't do this job. Yeah. Like, if you have to be spun up every <laughs> single time, you can't yeah. do it. You got yeah. to show yeah. up and be like, what's going on? What are we talking about? All wrestling. Right. All yeah. Right. All right, I love wrestling. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, all right, so here we go. Let's talk about wrestling a little bit. What, Rob? What's your back? Like, what's your background, background in wrestling. With, with pro wrestling? Okay. Yeah, if any. So, um, in high school, I did some wrestling. Oh, like That's amateur? It. That, that, just amateur yeah. wrestling? I've never seen a WrestleMania. I've never seen anything actually pro wrestling related. Mm, okay. uh, I've probably played a few video games. So I understand basic mechanics like be a dude and throw other dude out of the ring. But sometimes throwing them out of the ring doesn't even mean they're out. I think. No, I no, no, this is true. No. Yes. Sometimes it's just to throw them out to get a chair, dude. To get a chair or something. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> Yeah, I just I know yeah. I know the rules. I don't know what the rules are of wrestling. I just yes. imagine somebody yeah. says I give up and then it's over. But there well, are no so rules. Like, sometimes yes. the thing with yeah, the thing with the rules is like if you come back into the ring with a chair and you hit the ref, the rules no longer matter. I've seen harder <laughs> rules. Is, in there pro is, yes, yeah, there is. No. There's a, like, um, can I hit someone with a car? No. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, what size it, is hold car? On, hold on. So it's funny that you say that because my favorite thing in the last year has been uh, during a false count anywhere match where there are no rules other than you. It has to end with a pinfall or a submission. Uh, everything else goes. Uh, somebody hit the the champion, who's a bad guy, hit the good guy, uh, challenger, with a golf cart. <laughs> okay, okay. Now you say I can I have I can win by submission. Yes. Right. Yes. So what if I, in the middle of the ring, set up like you know a little application booth and then nice. role play with the other wrestler that they need yeah. to send their wrestler submission for the fight <laughs> to start? Yeah. And then they sign a piece of paper that says they submit. Does that count Boom. when I become the? You know what? It's interesting. I don't know. I feel like if you get the other wrestler to accidentally sign or <laughs> accidentally submit via a meme, does That's... that count? Could you become the pro Look, wrestling champion? There's the been there has been some very interesting uh, ways to get somebody to give up in a match. Um, one time, I don't think fans would be happy with that if they showed up to uh, us. Yeah. They're just doing paperwork. It's like apparently so and so submitted. There's so no like match. that would have been a good. Honestly, that would have been a great like shtick for like the tax attorney wrestler. There was a tax attorney wrestler named Erwin oh Erwin R. Scheister, literally his, <laughs> who went by IRS. 
mm-hmm. because oh, everybody hates taxes, perfect. right? So, yeah. but like you know, it was it was around the around the time we're gonna watch from our stuff. Um, so like a lot of a lot of the basic the ideas of some characters were like, you know what I hate? I hate the tax guy. I hate tax doing my taxes, and I hate the guy who makes me do my taxes. I hate the IRS. <gasps> There it is, IRS. <laughs> There's our next villain, right? Like, that's kind of how wrestling kind of is just simple like that. Um, yeah. But no, um, I've seen I've seen people uh, give up a match in exchange for some women of the night. Um, okay. I've seen people. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, yes. what? You've seen them like just be like, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm gonna go hang out with the babes. Uh, so, so there's a wrestler by the name of the Godfather, and he would uh-huh. offer. Women in exchange or hoes in exchange for wrestlers There's giving a lot up. Wrong with this. Correct. <laughs> oh, <problematic>. absolutely. <laughs> uh, what what he, year was this? This was 1998, 1999, oh, 2000. It doesn't even make it better. No. This is this is the this is at the peak of pro wrestling's popularity in the mainstream. Yes. It's uh, oh yeah. The Godfather would pimp out his hoes uh, to wrestlers. <laughs> I, like and he uh, he he his finishing move was called the hoe train. Oh my god, the hoe train. Okay. The hoe train. Yeah. And, and how does that work? Does just a bunch of ladies come out? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he he would he would. So you all right? So like you'd be in the corner, uh, like days, like ugh, I'm getting my ass beat, and he would be on the other side. And he would like start prepping himself, and he's like be like a choo choo train, and then he would just run and throw his entire body at you, and that's it. That's the hoe train. Uh, okay. Yeah. So there were no hoes involved. No hoes involved. No. I no. No. I not. No hoes not on were harmed in the making of the train. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, there's been um other times where like uh somebody gave they had to give they gave up a match because um somebody like dastardly bad guy was going to like maim and kill innocent quote unquote innocent bystander so they gave up the match without actually being in like a submission maneuver. Um, there's been other ones, like, you know, then you have submission maneuvers, like somebody's choking you out, you tap out, um, stuff like I've, that. I have a stupid, I have a stupid question. Go ahead. Was that, was that their names or was that just the classification? Cause I don't know with wrestling that could have been their names. What? Dastardly bad guy. No, <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a, that's just the character, right? That's okay. just the character. Just, I just want to make sure. I, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh, so uh, yeah. What's your, what's your background? Do you have any more than, uh, I mean, from the sounds of it, you, you know, a little bit more. Than, so than I Rob. do actually. I have fond memories of being like seven or like six and like chilling, eating corn pops, watching wrestling, in, like wrestling in tidy whities, mm-hmm. and then proceeding to use those moves on my cousins. Mm. Like you Classic. know, like instead of like throwing them into a turnbuckle, you throw them into the arm of a couch. Yeah, yeah. Man. So I, I do have like some fond memories of like WWF. Gotcha. Like back in like. Late or uh, early nineties. Early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because yeah. that's what that's kind of where we're at. We're early to mid nineties with today's topic. I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. Big Hulk Hogan fan. Hulk Hogan, brother, brother. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So, so what made you f- like? Did you just grow up and were like, oh, wrestling? Because if you were watching it back then, like, like our age, that's prime. You're 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 a couple years older than me. Yeah. But like. Yeah. That's the attitude era. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin turning into the beer yeah. drinking, finger flipping boss, uh, beating up uh, like hero to the working the working class hero. You have The Rock, Godfather's there, <laughs> Val Venus, the that, the porn yeah. star. Um, yeah, 
Oh, that's interesting. I yeah, guess I guess if you fall off like right before then, you don't care because you're just starting. Like it, it... Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I even went to like a wrestling match. I was really young. I think I was like probably like five or six, and then my dad took me to a wrestling match, and it was like I remember it being a lot of fun. Like it was mm-hmm. really cool, but gotcha. uh, it just never stuck. Interesting. All right. Well, that's okay. Is there any, like, like, have you ever like wanted to like get back into it a little bit or no? Uh, I will play wrestling games whenever because gotcha. I like I just love wrestling games beyond like anything else. Making the characters and like just absolutely destroying someone, like <laughs> doing flips off the turnbuckle, and it's like some wild shit happens and fireworks go off. You're like, that's fun. That's that, fun. That was the good stuff. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Um. All right. So you guys are both Canadian. I should probably I should I should preface that, and that's why I picked this topic for you guys today. Oh. So oh. I know this because I talk to you guys about this, but the audience may not know that. Were you stereotypical Canadians who played hockey growing up? I sure uh, yes. wasn't. Oh. Yeah. I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah. I I'm, played hockey from uh, grade one through – I played all the way until uh, we started to do hitting, uh, checking. And then I remember I waited. I did tryouts probably in grade eight or nine, and I got checked from behind and got a concussion. So oh. that's when I stopped playing hockey. I mean, that's fair. Just, I got taken out. And then after that, I played uh, roller hockey pretty much all through high school. So gotcha. Huh. And then you didn't play hockey at all. So probably you just been always been video games and dick jokes from, from uh, day no, one. No, I played. I played every other sport. <laughs> I played football, uh, boxing, baseball. Uh, Wait, I did all sorts. All sorts of sports. You also play these other sports. I played baseball, football. No. You're doing I lacrosse for a bit. Games. You're doing. I wanted to. But. You're doing box. Like all right, so you're boxing as a child. No, no, no. I oh. boxed uh, <laughs> five. I'll <laughs> no, yeah, go back to five. The undergrad. Yeah. No, well, he I, really had, was... I had uh, I had Rockham Sockham like the the boppers, the big yeah, like gloves okay, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. put on, blow up. Yeah, and you just beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, you're in, yeah, you're 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 in kindergarten. <laughs> There's an under. Like the clown. Like you like. I was gonna make a joke about like a uh, schoolyard like boxing ring, but in Philadelphia there was a daycare who literally would set up kids to fight each other, and the workers. <laughs> it's it's so fucked up, but like it's so it's it's what? fucked up, but it's funny. That's to, yeah, it's it's so fucked up. It's like all right, so they literally would they literally would they have a, ch- a fight children club. fight club. Yes, my bets on little Jimmy five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell out. mommy daddy about fight club. That's the one rule about fight club. Yeah, you know what the second rule is, little Todd? Keep your ha- keep your hands up at all time. There you go. That's right, little <laughs> Todd. Rabbit punches. <laughs> no punches below the waist. Yeah, no, so, I, I boxed uh, through high school. Okay, all right. So you you'll relate to this guy then, even though you're not a um not a um a hockey guy. But Rob yeah. was a hockey guy. Um, so imagine, if you will, Rob, you had been so good at hockey, you were able to, you know, make it to the NHL, but you were just okay. too violent to make it to the to stay in the NHL. That's not true. He found it after one concussion, dude. Yeah, no. Um. Uh, also, think about if you're too violent for them, but you're also violent for every other league in the world. Where oh, do you okay. turn to? Lacrosse or rugby? Well, uh, yeah, lacrosse. Lacrosse rugby. or rugby? How um, interesting! Because one man, Wall Street, might want to go to no. Wall Street, maybe. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. man. One man. His name is the Goon. He decided that he would go to the World Wrestling Federation, 
And we're going to watch a classic hockey name to use, the, by the way. The, the goon, goon. Yeah. The goon. So we're going to watch yeah. goons are like a the, that in old school hockey. You had goons yeah. on the team. Oh, you had yeah. players who goons weren't good at hockey. Yeah. yeah, enforcers. Yep. Their job in hockey is not actually to be good at hockey. There's their job is to go up to people who are good at hockey and be like, hey, hey, and then bully them the whole <laughs> yeah. fucking game. That's yep. like an okay. enforcer's yeah. job is to be a yeah. bully. Yeah. So we're going to watch a little bit of the goon. We'll be we'll be back after this. We'll probably be laughing because it's, it's just outrageous. And uh, we'll make fun of it some more. So we'll be right back here on the dork side. Mm, yeah, yeah, Macho Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing Grandma Fever. Yeah. Reading a five star review. Uh huh. Yeah, here's on up with iTunes. You want me or Dusty? Yeah, to read one and then do yourself a favor. Yeah. Leave yourself a review on the dark side of the ring of five star. Leave that review and then me or Dusty will read it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we got this one from TP David here. Uh huh. Yeah, Grum is a true encyclopedia. Uh huh. Yeah, of wrestling knowledge. Yeah. That Grum guy is pretty nice. Uh huh. Yeah, with terrific comedic chops and is worthy of a follow on all media platforms. Like here is I am Grum. Yeah, but Dork Side of the Ring. Dork Side Ring. Yeah, is also the one for the podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. This podcast brings on all of that together, yeah, for a genuine fun time, yeah, fun, how dare you, uh-huh, suggest that this is fun, this is real life, my friend, uh, there is nothing fun about this, oh, yeah, it's all fun, never mind, I'm getting the producer note, yeah, it is fun, uh-huh, between him and his litany of pals, I like that word, litany, yeah, litany, like a litany of championships, uh-huh, yeah, if you want me or Dusty Rhodes to read uh, your review, leave it in the Apple Store on the Apple Podcast, a five-star, uh, leave a review, and Dusty will do it, uh-huh, yeah, dig it, yeah. So, that's, that's the goon. Um, He's missed a number, right? Like, hmm? He just, like, why didn't they give him a number like double zero or six six? Because they're just or, they know, gotta put the name on the back and it's just the goon. He doesn't play for a team. He plays for himself. <laughs> he plays for the WWF, pal. The thing is, on on jerseys they usually have your last name and then below that they'd have a number. So yep. they could have had goon than a number. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely could have. They also they needed his position. But like it could have been yeah, just like an anarchy position, symbol, yeah. right? So, like, dude, like, or if if he changed position, if he came out at every week, and this time he's a forward, and then yeah. month, some weeks he's a goalie, <laughs> so he comes in full goalie equipment, just full body armor. Oh, it'd be so good, so good. Something's different about the goon today. It's his position. Oh, he's, like he's playing. He's got playing more defensively armor. today. He takes things more seriously because he's wearing. He's wearing. He's got the goal stick. He's got the goalie stick. Like, oh, he's gonna really. He's really gonna bash this person's brain in. I Dude, love. I can see it. So that goalie glove. You just grab <laughs> oh, their head. Yeah. And just start punching the body, man. Just keep yep. their face in the glove. <laughs> yep. I can yep. see the move. Look, see, like. Maybe maybe they fucked up by making the goon only be an enforcer. They should have like maybe made him like be all like. Could you imagine being a coach? Just, He's Mr. a coach. Hockey. Hey, like right, as like, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes Mr. out as a coach. He comes out he comes a suit. Out a hat and whistle. <laughs> he comes out as a ref and then beats up the ref because they're both in a ref out like uniform. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that would be good too. If yeah. one day there was like a WrestleMania, right, and yeah. the ref was the enforcer and he's <laughs> pretending to be the ref until mid match. Yeah, and then he just turns around and just fucking decks somebody. 
Bobby. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Grum? Oh yes, yes. Has the yes. ref ever been a secret wrestler? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's been a secret wrestler. Um, a couple or times. Or just been a red. The so, ref's been a wrestler. Yes. Yeah, so Has yeah, the ref they, ever jumped? There's in? been special guest referees. Uh, a lot where it's like, so there, which is always a bit, which is funny because sometimes you see like somebody pretending to be the ref, like they go and they're wearing like an actual ref shirt and they're wearing ref slacks. And they're wearing ref shoes, and they're they're fully committed to the bit. Then there's other ones who are like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who's like, I'm just gonna rock my t-shirt, my t-shirt and jorts. Like that's what I'm gonna oh, wear. Okay. Like I'm gonna look like I like to wear too. <laughs> I'm gonna look like my normal self, uh, my day to day life, and uh, I just won't wrestle. But I still, you know, I'll just make people uh, like. Uh, there's one in was that 2007 WrestleMania 23. It was Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump. In a battle of the billionaires, uh, but like they had uh, wrestlers representing them, um, and the losing wrestler would have their billionaire's head shaved. Because oh. so the whole idea was like, oh, Donald Trump's hair is immaculate. Oh, it would wouldn't if he lost his hair if he lost the match he'd be bald. Donald Trump would be bald. <laughs> and um, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the referee for that, and um, he was just. Stone Cold Steve Austin, like minus like drinking during during oh. the job. Um, oh. But yeah, we, we watched it's less fun. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we watched the Goon, uh, as you guys we can tell. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of takes, a lot of interesting um, jokes about uh, the Goon. The first thing you guys both noticed about the Goon was his footwear. Yeah. Where he had the skates, yeah. The, the skates. skates, yeah. I'm doing quotes. The skates. <laughs> so he's. <laughs> so I remember when I first saw it, I was like, "Are they boots that are narrower in the foot?" And really, so you didn't understand they were skates, right? <laughs> <laughs> look at this Philly boy. Oh, look at that. That was one of the funniest parts of the bit because how yeah. he's running around on the stage. If you've ever skates. worn skates, that's what it's like when you're yeah. not on the ice. Yeah, and yeah. you feel like a penguin or something trying to walk around, and you're about to tip over. So, you don't get that sweet heel toe action. Yeah, and like I couldn't figure out the the physics of his boots. Right, I couldn't figure out if like he had boots that had like. Un, like underneath like rubber soles being like extended and narrowed for like s the skate effect and i'm like that just yeah. seems like you're gonna break an ankle like that no, doesn't no, yeah. that that is what he's yeah. doing like yeah. yeah like when you're off the ice you can really hurt your ankles by walking around on skates like it's so easy to twist your ankle or something so that's why i, well, I noticed it right away because i was like damn he's really committed to this so because i know he's just performing but he's running around on something you could easily twist your ankle mm -hmm. like you know, he's on walking around on chopsticks, walking around on a thin. It didn't look like a blade, but it's just it's a thicker it's, blade. It's yeah. tapered down. Yeah, it's a thicker yeah. blade. So it's a dulled I, down blade or something. I that think won't hurt. What, I think what they did though was they took regular white boots and they built the they built out on on top of it so that he wasn't walking on. Like I think eventually, I think the first one, like the first match that we watched, which was I guess his debut where they talked about him and they're like they have the fucking hockey promo where he's like look at him skating around and look at him that oh what a body check oh look at him high stick somebody behind the neck slashing <laughs> <laughs> oh the trip oh he's a, he's an evil man this this the goon is it's just like but i think after that i think they what they did was they got cuz i feel like a couple of the later stuff we saw it was like a boot 
and then they like put more boot on top of the boot so that it looked like yeah like a halloween boot yeah like where they put the boot cover right? yeah and like to make yeah. it look like uh you know, this way without like same effect visually, but not like physically, which I guess is good because I don't imagine that being a comfortable or b safe to wrestle. In. Oh, it's in, that would be incredibly dangerous. So it's like, all right, he's the goon. We gave him some skates and like those little like rubber skate guards over the blade. It's fine. <laughs> Let him go. He's fine. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll be just all right. Rub some dirt in. He'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think the best part about this though. Um, for me, was like just the sheer joy of the stupidity of this that you guys had, where you guys were like, "This is dumb. This is this shouldn't work. Why is he?" It's like all the questions of like that wrestling goes like suspend your disbelief, and it's like I am suspending my disbelief. This still doesn't make sense. Why is he here? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is really funny to just to like. Uh... What dispend? What do you? How do you Sus- say that? Suspend, suspend your belief. Suspend, suspend your disbelief. Your, dis- your disbelief. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny to do on a guy who's theoretically trying to wrestle in skates. <laughs> yes. Because if you're standing in skates, a toddler could beat you. Oh yeah. And they just, they oh, yeah. ram you, and you're gonna fall over, dude. Trying to stay balanced would be tough. This guy's trying to do full body checks while running in skates. <laughs> well, I mean, you like, got that higher like center really of gravity. Got a higher set yeah. of gravity, and you're standing on, like you said, chopsticks. Like you've got no lateral movement there at all. <laughs> also, they're missing the the one thing they were doing is they kept having him fight people who don't wear shirts. And the thing <laughs> yes. is, in yeah. hockey, the hockey fights are all about pulling somebody's shirt off them mm-hmm. because yeah. if it's i don't know what it is but it's like when you pull the shirt off them it like reveals all the protective armor that yeah. you wear in hockey and like jerseys like it's kind of funny if you ever put on hockey equipment you look like a robot you're like oh, you yeah. put on this you put on this you put on this it looks so ridiculous and then you put on the jersey and you're just like <laughs> nobody can fine. see how ridiculous i look underneath all this stuff <laughs> i'm a goddamn cyborg so in hockey people love to pull that shit off people that are so ha look at your naked under your underwear your hockey <laughs> underwear Right, and he didn't have that. He's no. fighting people who are already shirtless. It's and a in huge hockey terms, Yeah, he's already won. Yeah. You know, if you're oh, fighting somebody without a shirt in hockey fights, he's already won. So I think the goon was just at a lot of disadvantages yeah. in his fight. He's the he fight just, people with shirts on. He could have just come out each time and like, haha, I see your belly. Turn around and walk back in. Like, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. won the fight. I see yeah, your, he's already I won. See your belly. I think yeah, it's also. I, I like to drop the gloves too. Yeah, like he nice. wears gloves yeah. and he throws them to the ground and runs yeah. at the people. That is iconic. The bell <laughs> rings. Really Dropping the gloves is how you tell people in hockey, "Yo, we're fighting right we're now." Up. He's yep, he's down. He's in the ring with the stick, and you guys are like, wait, he gets to bring the stick with him? Like, <laughs> like, like I'm sitting here like having to explain the rules of like sometimes weapons can be allowed, but most times they're not. And like, here's a guy who's facing a dude who's just in regular black trunks and he's now going up against a hockey guy who's got a stick and gloves and protected and assuming protected padding again he really needs to fight people with shirts one of the things he doesn't do in his matches is grab people by the shirt and then pull them into his fist if you've ever seen a hockey fight what ends up happening is the stronger player in the fight will grab one player by the jersey and just start swinging with their right hand like left uh, hand on the jersey and smack 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 into the helmet you're trying to knock the helmet off the other person's head but you're but when he's fighting somebody with no jersey already naked no helmet i don't know how you're supposed to do anything in a hockey fight 
Well, I mean, it's rope dope right? Over. The guy's naked. Yeah, it's rope dope where you you pull in on the jersey and punch forward, so you get like double the power, right? You mm-hmm. knock the helmet off. Mm-hmm. Fighting fighting hockey players naked is how you win, really. Oh, so that's like, how that's, everyone that's wins, Rob. <laughs> everyone well, like, wins when hockey players fight naked. It's, it's right? the leverage of it is that you get to pull your shirt down over somebody's head so they can't see you as you're beating the shit out of them and probably yeah. delivering uppercut. Like I liked Yes, and that's what was missing too. That's yeah. missing. He should have had an extra jersey and tried putting jerseys on people. <laughs> And then once the jersey was on, the referees could be like, oh, this is bad. He's got a jersey on. And then he starts doing the rope. <laughs> doing moves, it, yeah. Starts pulling it over their heads so they can't see. Oh, man. There that would have been, been iconic. There was a lot of potential should the goon have gotten over as a baby face to go up to the bad guys and, like, pull over, pull the, pull the, uh, pull the, like, their shirts over their heads and then just start beating them up in the middle of, like, an interview. Like, it's just like, uh, like, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> like, absolutely. What they should have had, they should have had him at, like, every, like, event for wrestling and he's just in the audience and somebody says something that he doesn't like and he runs in, throws the gloves and just starts throwing bombs. Yeah. Like, absolutely. middle of every match. Just also, he's there. a great, he's a great winter villain, you know? When the WWF yeah. starts coming around Christmas time, you start doing promos where, like, you know, the wrestlers are, are with their families on ice and it's like, hey, come join us for WrestleMania 72. And they're just, it's all just <laughs> pleasant. And then he just comes out and starts <laughs> swinging. Shirts off, starts yeah. beating children. Yeah, just he just takes a <laughs> hip checks a kid right into the boards. <laughs> Also, I didn't see any clips where he was put into a penalty box. Yes, and I really feel like if you're gonna have a goon, the referee needs to give him two minutes for shit all the time, (laughs) all the time, all the time. time. Maybe a great WrestleMania where he's like winning, and then the ref just says, "Oh, he's getting two minutes." Two minutes he's gotta go sticking. He's gotta go sit with the guy There's just a box for just him with a yeah. timer. Because the thing in hockey, what was great about um whenever you would get a penalty is the second it runs out, you get to come back out on the ice. You gotta go sprint. So dude. imagine if you put this wrestler in a box and just says two minutes. The second that two minutes is out, he's coming out swinging <laughs> like every time. I just I love it's the a idea hype of countdown. I love the idea of what would happen during that two minutes because the other wrestler's just sitting in the ring by himself for two minutes recovering. It need to be like a wrestler. <laughs> it need to be more than two wrestlers. So, right? Oh, so oh, like a tag team. Yeah, like a tag yeah. team. So, tag team would be great if he got two minutes. Then it's a two on one till he comes out. Rob, you just described the premise to the King of the Mountain match in TNA and Impact Wrestling. So damn, the, this match. So this match. Is a reverse ladder match. So the object of the match is to pin somebody, then take the world title, climb a ladder, and put it onto onto like the 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 hook that hangs all the stuff, and then you win. So then you get to take the t- you get to take the title off, climb back down, and celebrate that you're now the champion. Do people kick the ladder ever? That seems really like OSHA needs to get involved. Oh, absolutely. I'll have to look. I'm gonna write it down right now. Uh, you guys are gonna come back for like a uh, tag or a re- like a um uh, uh, a ladders match, a TLC tables, ladders, and chairs match, and you can see exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, it gets it gets messy. That's not what I thought TLC was. I'm gonna watch that channel <laughs> more often. Um, but no, the King of the Mountain match when you pin somebody. Not only do you get the world title and an opportunity to walk it up the ladder and and set it to win, they go into a penalty box for oh. for three minutes. Shit! And the goon never made one of these. Like, <laughs> no, one? no, the goon was never. Oh, goon was well, well and done uh, wrestling by then. 
How many times has he actually fought though? Like the goon. How many like so matches did he have? He probably had as the goon in WWF, he had maybe like more than twenty, less than forty on like that TV. Seem like enough. Wrestling seems really hard of yeah. a career to do well in since basically aren't you really just hoping the audience likes you? That's that's or dislikes you or dislikes dislikes you enough. So yeah, so and that's so you have to create motion one way or the other. Correct, one way or the other. Correct. You have to be good enough to make people like you or good enough to make people hate you, and pay separate their money from them to see the result of your 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 match. And that's and that's why like it's interesting. I, I like the two of you with your minds on content and like the three of us. We were very much alike in terms of like, you know, hey. People over content, not really, yeah, oh you know, yeah. don't, don't sell out yourself for content because it's a bad example to other people and everything. Wrestling is a weird mix of it is content over people, but also it's people over content because you have to do these things to make people enjoy you, have an emotional connection to you. So that makes the content thus better. And it's very weird. Um, yeah, but I mean, the owners of wrestling, I would imagine, are just like <laughs> they give you a chance, and if you don't do well, then yes. next for the most, you come yeah. back as like not that the goon con- anymore. That is, that is that content is over correct. people yeah. to begin with. I, that, I would imagine, like, imagine wrestling if they had just found like 20, 30 wrestlers that all vibed and they just kept developing together. So, and just, and yeah, this, you know? that'd be kind of cool. So, because yeah, I bet you, yeah. I would, I, just not knowing enough about wrestling, you can yeah. tell me if I'm close or not, Grum. I bet you some of the best. Uh, wrestling performances, WrestleManias have to do with long established relationships between yeah. wrestlers. I bet tag um, team matches like that where it's hmm. like the tag, like this is a dream team tag team combo. So, or, or was it like, just a novelty of people never fighting together? It was just so because the audience could be content over people and just the, we want to see what we want to see, you know? The, yeah, yeah. The greatest WrestleMania, what is what is regarded as the greatest WrestleMania is WrestleMania 17 from 2001. It is. Effectively, the grand, the greatest, like piece, like single night of wrestling, where everything, every match hit, every promo hit, the buildups were hitting, every, the production was on, and it was at the, at the end, it was in the middle, but it was at, we thought at the time in the middle. It turns out it really was at the end of the Attitude Era, where everything was hyper aggressive, professional, competitive, competitiveness, where. These are these guys came together under the hey, like we're working for the WWF and the WCW is trying to put us out of business, so we're gonna just make the best wrestling that we can, tell the best in ring stories that we can, tell the best stories we can, produce the best television we can to not be put out of business, and maybe we'll make a lot of money along the way and buy our competition. So it's a weird, like. Right now, I would say a lot of wrestling is more exposed in terms of, like, the behind the scenes of, like, oh, those guys are friends. I like their tag team because those guys are friends. Or right. I like that match between these two guys because they have history of being friends on television, and they're still friends behind the scenes, but now they're enemies at the same time because the the, the, the logic goes, if you're friends – you go at each other harder because you know you guys are both on the same page. So it's it's kind correct, of like correct, yeah. So like I mean, you can't you can't perform with somebody you hate. Exactly. Uh-huh. Not, not even in. Well, sorry. I guess in <laughs> wrestling you well, can, yes, but yeah. to me, that's that's um, that is some content over people. So thing. 
you know, because that's 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 two people that hate each other actually hurting each other yeah. for what reason? For so us to enjoy, for us to no. pay money for. That's it. MMA yeah. at that point, isn't it? Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so there's a there's it's ve- the so the story the ma- the number one thing that I think of is Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and mm-hmm. these are guys who had very parallel careers where not at the exact same time, but they 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 followed each other's steps. Where they came in as a tag team, they were the better performer in the tag team. They split up and they won like the mid card the secondary title and they were pretty good and then they got the world title and then they were at the same level at the same time of being really good wrestlers and over being over with the crowd being well liked or well hated and being marketable and their professional jealousy got into their personal jealousy because at the same time at they're being professionally combative and competitive they're taking things too far or taking it too serious or and this is why i kind of like say wrestling is at its best when no one takes it serious because what could have been years and a decade long of a story of these two guys basically going no i'm the best of my generation no i'm the best resulted in them making snide comments to about each other in front of the television insinuating um marital affairs um, I was gonna say uh, that's what I was gonna bring up is was didn't one of them sleep with the other one's wife or no, something like that? So or was that a different story? That's a different. That's a it. It does involve Shawn Michaels, but it turns out it was a lie where he slept. Oh, with, okay. Where he was uh, having an affair with um, um, British Bulldog's wife, who is um, Diana Hart, who is Bret Hart's oh, sister. Is. Yeah. Yeah. But there it is. Okay. Shawn Michaels, I, I knew there was like something there. Shawn Michaels had insinuated on live television that. Bret Hart was having himself some sunny days, which implied that he was having relations with the, the, the wrestler known as Sonny, who was at one time the hottest woman on earth, the most downloaded woman. Or like back when you would uh, you download the, the photo and it would go line by line when you're downloading the photo. Oh, yeah. Right on your yeah computer. You your eyes uh, going, oh, yeah. She, who am I Googling? Yeah, I Google it right now. Sunny. 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 Just Sunny. It's WWF Sunny. Um, Tammy Lynn, Tammy Lynn Sitch, yes. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. Yeah. So she was. Yeah. She. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's got. She's problematic in and of herself. Um, but back then, uh, you know, it's wrestling. Not much is known about the uh, the performers. Everybody is is what you see on TV, which creates interesting parasocial relationships, because it's acting. But when you see Roddy Piper, you don't see. Roderick Toombs, you see Roddy Piper. So when you go up yeah. to him, you go, "Oh my God, Roddy Piper!" And he's just like, "Man, I'm trying to fucking eat a steak. Like, leave me the fuck right. alone." Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's that familiarity. So right? Bret Hart um, gets in, it gets implied that he's having a an a, a mar- a extramarital affair with Sonny, which then pisses his wife off, and now he's he's mad at Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels has his guys, and Bret Hart has his guys, and in the middle of the guys who are like, guys, can we just fucking make money? Like, <laughs> like, like you guys are really good, and you guys are really over, and we could sell a lot of pay-per-views, sell a lot of tickets, sell a lot of merch. You know, uh, uh, you know, high rising, high high water lifts all ships. Like, come on, guys, stop fucking up the bag here. Um, and it culminated in 1997 when. Bret Hart, who had just been given a 20-year contract by Vince McMahon, um, basically a year into it goes, I can't give you that much money. We're, bro- we're broke. We're, I can't give you that. And Oof. 
which might have been the truth, might have not been the truth. Um, so he said, you know what, go talk to WCW about seeing if the deal's still there because I want to do right by you. Like if they if that deal's not there, then we'll figure something out. But that I can't give you what they were what they were offering, let alone the thing I'm giving you. So you know, can we go back? You know, see if it's still there. If not, we can do it. It's obviously still there because he's top three wrestler going at the moment. Montreal, Canada. Bret Hart is Canadian. <clears throat> so much Cana- Canadian motifs. Yeah, we invade everywhere. <laughs> so at this time, 1997, wrestling is USA versus the world because Bret Hart is like, fuck America. And everybody's like, yeah, fuck America. And Americans are like, hey, <laughs> fuck you, pal. <laughs> so Bret Hart would literally go and because Bret Hart was over in like Germany like he like David Hasselhoff is the number one like celebrity or you know world celebrity in uh in Germany. In Germany Bret Hart's yeah. like right behind him for some reason. Like he's really? Bret Hart is just insanely loved by the Germans. Um huh. so naturally he's he was he was well loved by other international countries as well. So when he's talking bad about America, everybody's like, yeah, Brett, you're right. America does suck. Fuck America. Like, I'm I'm on Brett's side now. When I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have been. But I'm on <laughs> – you know, I, see, I see what he's got issues with. I see yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, there. So I get it. Okay. He did not want to lose in Canada. It was just – he said, you know what? I'm not going to lose in front of my home country. Like, I'm just not. He's like, and yeah. whereas Vince McMahon's like, dude, you're leaving the company, like, this week. I need you to lose the title. I need just drop the title to him. He's like, no, I'm not gonna drop. I won't drop the title to Shawn Michaels. He's like, dude, it's a title. It's a just fucking drop, drop it. And he's like, nope, yeah. not doing it. And where they're like, all right, hey, Shawn, he doesn't want to lose the title here, but he'll lose it tomorrow night in Detroit. And he's like, no, 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 he's gonna lose that fucking title tonight. And then it goes back and forth, people rallying both sides up. And the match is a good match, but. Sean ends up putting uh, Bret Hart in his in the sharpshooter, his finishing maneuver. And Vince McMahon, who is at ringside, orders the bell to be rung, grabs the title. Shawn Michaels rolls out. They leave. And he effectively, oh. legitimately, or in wrestling terminology, sh- it's a shoot, um, made him, stripped him out of the title, screwed him out, and it was it's it's called the Montreal Screwjob, which it gets... That feels like a brand-damaging thing to do. Right? Yeah. So It would almost yeah. be better to just let somebody leave the company with the title and so the, do anything else. So Yeah, it really the, doesn't seem so that the way. Prob- you just so, have a story about how you're like, we don't have a title. It was stolen by the other league. Yep. So it's, now it's we're making Canada. something better than a title. A trophy. <laughs> like, just, yeah, right? So, yeah. Tell it you're right. Like a story, Vince. Come on. You're right. Spin it, bro. Vince was shook. This is not, he he was he was constantly they never they couldn't win a, a fucking television like a, it was called the Monday Night Wars they can't beat WCW in the ratings wars because WCW is just putting out entertaining content and people Who are enjoying cares? it. Don't beat them. Be second. Correct. Yep. Except yep. <laughs> why does everybody unlike, need yeah. to be the best? Exactly. If you're able to do your shit, just enjoy the moment, man. Right. And yeah, the, and it, it wasn't like WWF was going down the shitter. They were doing very well. They just couldn't do as well as WCW. Who but cares? ego. Who cares? Correct. Ego. Oh, these dumb boys. So dumb boys earlier, they could have better WWF content. <laughs> see, but they're all caring yeah. about being so number one I'll, for some yeah. reason. Look, look. There were some really good con- like. Sh- 
Steve Austin was incredible. Uh, they they also had around that same time the wildest story that I could remember for some time, which was the Undertaker, who everybody thought was just a dead man, like a literal dead man. Turned out he's not a dead man. He's a guy who. Whoa, whoa, hold on, Grum. Yes. So technically, Bret Hart still owns the title. Then. Uh no, because the bell <laughs> Did rang. Did he ever actually lose it? Yes. So Vince, because Vince was afraid he was going to show up with it at WCW and throw it in the trash can. And you go, that doesn't, Gers, that doesn't seem that like, been good for them. Yeah, uh, it would have been. That's the problem. It wasn't good for them when their WWF women's champion showed up on WCW Nitro and threw her title in the trash can because it effectively really? killed the entire women's division because wow. That, wow. to the point where, he, where Vince did not have a women's champion for four years almost. I think Vince just uh, needs to be more creative in his yeah. storytelling. Hey, you're yeah, not wrong. <laughs> the title doesn't matter. So, it's just the audience perception to the exactly. title. Exactly. Okay? And that, and they did do that later. Vince just needed to come out with a video that's just like, good. We've managed to get Bret Hart out of the league. And he's he taking the loser's title. title yeah. Because we are about to introduce the real estate. Like, he just needed yeah. any type you know, of story. But do you know what's funny? Right? Oh, 100%. So he did that. By doing this, okay. he created the like most evil character of all time, which is Mr. McMahon. McMahon. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He goes, I didn't screw Bret Hart. Earl Hebner didn't screw Bret Hart. Bret Hart screwed Bret Hart. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa no. Fuck you, pal. You literally rang the bell and made this guy, stripped him of the title. with Just might as well just strip him. You screwed him. And he's like, no, no, no. Bret screwed Bret. And then at the same time, you have Austin, Steve Austin becoming a working class hero. It, yeah, but it is turned this into Vince McMahon? Is this is this actually a character that got developed or a character that was leaned into because of just oh, bad? Oh no, no, leaned into. This was this was him making the most of of it. Where it's like, oh, okay, yeah. oh wow, like people hate Vince McMahon now, and they're like, hey Vince, you know people hate you. You should be a television. You should be amazing. He's like, no, no, no. I'm a I'm an announcer. Like I'm not the owner. He he was very. Like you heard him on the the call for that that match with the goon, um, he wanted to only be seen as the announcer, Vince McMahon, the announcer, not right. Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWF, yeah. because people are like no Vince, everybody knows you're the owner. Like you literally were sued by the U.S. government for steroids, <laughs> and I won, pal. <laughs> Prove it. Well, no, he was. He like you're the owner, and he's like, ah, no, 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 no. They, they, the wrestling audience doesn't. It's like, dude, you were the in sec the second he put himself in front of the camera. He basically ah, yeah. set himself up Correct. to be a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, exactly. You know? So That's he ended up, you know, it all worked out for him, right? Like he gets they like so in a sense, wrestling is one of the only forms of content where you can personally hate somebody and still work with them to make good content. Because that match that they had and the story that they were telling was good, and they couldn't stand each other. But because the way that wrestling works, and it's so fucking, it's so fucked up. That's that I disagree because that is not a story. That is just a real <laughs> just life a grudge. thing. That's yeah, just, just actual grudge. drama. Oh, yeah. That's okay. basically the equivalent of the Kardashians or but Jerry the wrestling Springer. version. Yeah. If if it's real drama, if it's not you know a show Grimpted. then it's just children bickering ultimately <laughs> you're not wrong it's big right? beefy it's... steroid children <laughs> so big, big big adults don't do this 
they do it in their show. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, a lot of adults might, but I mean, this is the behavior <laughs> most adults go. Yeah, but this is you shouldn't do that. That's children do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Like, like revenge is something we teach kids that it's like this is a childish behavior. You don't actually seek revenge. Okay. Yeah. We we are now watch fifteen <laughs> Disney movies about why revenge is bad. <laughs> yes. So when you're when you're an adult, then you're like, no, it's my title. Hell, he was gonna throw it in the trash can. I mean, I understand. If you're a giant wrestling fan, if you're immersed in the world, how much you might put this thing on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Now, 180 this, and if I say, he stole my World of Warcraft character, that was mm. my most important account. It's, it's, there's yeah. a similarity yeah. Of, yeah. of the obscureness. Correct. Of just over because it's this thing doesn't mean it's more important than the people, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like maybe Brett shouldn't have done this thing where he's throwing all of his old friends under the bus joining a league to throw the title in the garbage. You know, maybe he shouldn't. He's, uh, he he did claim that he was never do like he was going to be like, look, if they couldn't figure out. He claimed they, he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, just, so we don't yeah. even know. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those things like, was he going to do it? Well, he says he wasn't going to do it. But also. I, but like he could have wore it in, gave it a little kiss, laid it on a chair, gone in, kicked some ass, came back out, put it back on, left. Yeah. And it was it was Come a very. Or you just vacate the title, and be like, I quit. Yeah, I I don't want to be. You know what? Here's the here's your here's your dirtbag yeah, title. You, you, Make a thing out of it. Um, yeah, I, I want to challenge you on the fact yeah. that the women's wrestling league dissolved because some uh, the other no. league like threw it in the trash. No, it looked, was did that real? Was that really the reason? So, or was that the reason they gave everyone? Was it bad storytelling? No, no. no. Was, it, was so, it just they weren't able story. to make money off this, so they just was like, well, this is the thing. We'll blame it on because you know everyone. Oh will be damn! Accepted. Garbage cans foiled us you again. Know? <laughs> Like if you're already yeah. having a struggling league, this seems like a good way to pull your league. Like so they they had a very marketable champion, and they were bringing in women's wrestlers from Japan because Japan is historically had some incredible female wrestlers. Oh yeah, um, cool. So they brought it in, and they were doing very well, you know. But at it's 1990, you know, four 1995, 96, uh, female empowerment in sports and combat sports isn't what it was today nearly they like thought about of course so like yeah okay she's marketable but for a woman and oh so yeah it, it was yeah. hey she's gonna be oof, the forever yeah. champion yeah, oof. she's gonna be forever champion and when she left she left because she's like all right so um i want to i want you guys to, so that like, it is their fault though they oh, didn't really invest oh, 100, as much no. storytelling in the female league Correct. they literally use the female league to be like here's our women's champion yep. we have a female league to have one women's champion so every now and then we can have a man versus woman fight at our Thanks. wrestlemanias like again oh no they never no this they, is they never this well, is the, <laughs> this is the woman's champion cheering on this man fighting for a championship like yeah no, it's it was 90s, it, right? she was yeah. she was presented as a legitimate wrestler in her, like that could hold her own amongst the other women. Problem is, okay. women's wrestling wasn't where it was where it is today. Where there's countless there that you can argue that there's you know WWE has too many women for the amount of time they allocate, and thus they should allocate more time of their product to the women's wrestlers because their women's wrestlers are as good as the men. There was. One or two American women who could, you know, entertain the people because your the majority of your audience is men. So she had to look good yep. and wrestle good. So, you know, and she naturally was a they blonde They all have hair to boy. look good, though. 
They like all even, they all have like to. yeah. Well, even well, the male wrestlers that quote unquote don't look good, they, yeah. they all have uniqueness Correct. to them. That's yeah. one thing I've noticed about wrestling. Like well, if you look at these mug shots, you go, "Whoa, that's someone." Well, that's a character. They're all yeah. GTA characters. Yep. They're all very unique people in their looks. You know. Absolutely. Well, they have to be marketable, right? They have right. to. Yeah. They have to stand out. You have to. You have to. Um, differentiate yourself you have it's the airport rule you have to stick out in an airport how many people do you see yes. in an airport but you see a pro wrestler and you're like who the fuck is that like yeah. dude that guy's bill or damn that guy's huge or holy shit she's got charisma like or look at that hair dude <laughs> yeah like oh dude look at that guy <laughs> look at that guy's hair or like oh dude look at that guy that guy's scary looking um but yeah no it's one of those it's a um like so you know you know like they say that it effectively killed it because they all, they put their hand up like they weren't that dedicated to it. So when they see that their women's title is in the trash can on their competitor um, and everybody's watching that, you can't bring out a new title and go, hey, we, we don't have a women's championship. It's because everybody's smart enough to go, yeah, it's cause that, because the previous one threw it out and you don't have anybody as good as her. So now what? And like... So it's a little. It, they failed. What type of contracts did they have that they would be so blindsided to lose an employee Ooh. while they are wielding a contract? I would just make it so in your contract you're not allowed to do this. Oh, yeah. Like you, now, but a you, you have so, like you have a final performance clause. If you are leaving the company, you must do a performance to lose your titles. What do these guys do? They need to actually get a lawyer. What's yeah. going on here, Grum? <laughs> okay, well, they had a wrestler Buddy, doing all the Let me tell you about this. A basic role play story. <laughs> <laughs> you would have if you're a multi-million dollar company. Let me What's tell you. What's going on here, let, WWF? Let me tell you about how the mid-90s of wrestlers leaving when they're... Con so the, basically, the way that wrestling's contract would work back in the 90s, you'd have a contract for X amount of days, for X amount of years, like appearances, you would have to show up for 200 appearances every year for three years. Okay. You'd have to put to quit. You had to either just quit, but then you don't get your money that you're owed, um, or because you have a guaranteed downside of hey, if you do 200 appearances this year, you'll make you know 300 grand, and right. like you know that includes this, that, this. You don't get you don't get you know you, if you negotiate it, you might get merchandise percentage of your merchandise or you know other stuff. But, or other amenities, but really, it's a basic. You work this whoa. much for this. These guys are taking the merchandise, so they're smart enough to take the merchandise of their <laughs> yeah. fighters, but they're not smart enough to build contracts that make it so their titles don't go in the garbage. So you, so <laughs> in the in like the they, you're, you're, today alone, you've explained two times the <laughs> yeah. WWF yep. has yeah. lost potentially lost titles because their players just bounce, so they yeah. don't have any control over this. Because how <laughs> so. How? How is in the 80s when the WWF became a national product and not just a regional one where everybody else had region? You had your AWA, which is, you know, the Amer the North Amer the American, like central, like Minnesota, Chicago, Illinois, like Michigan, that area. You had uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, which is down there, mid Atlantic. It's like Maryland. You had, you know, Florida. All You had all these places, right? Vince McMahon said, I'm going to just buy up all the talent and put them on national television. And I'm going to turn the lights on in these places and we're, we're going to be filling up massive arenas. And people would go, I'm leaving this rinky-dink territory where I'm traveling 
you know, 5,000 miles a week for the same seven shows. And now I'll just go wrestle for Vince McMahon, make more money, wrestle similar amounts of times, travel more, but I'm on national television, bud. I'm going to be great. So WWE for its first, like, you know, 10 to, you know, 10 to 11 years of being a national product, no one ever just left. You didn't leave at the height. So they just they just weren't thinking about it. Correct. Yeah, it just so it then was, yeah, it was in, we'll worry about that, it later. I, I, that that's mind boggling to me though, dude. Right. Yeah, that's millions that's, of dollars. That is still mind boggling right. to me. Because like, it's on, even the projects I've done on the internet, you know, trying to get people to come in and out, yep. uh, it's mind boggling. I'd make a contract for fucking two hundred dollars. Like these <laughs> this is millions of dollars yeah. going around. So they uh it is so the way it would work is you you'd have your agreement, you'd sign your contract, you effectively become an independent contractor that's all wrestling oh. is you're an independent contractor oh. but well there's their fault they should have had employees mm-hmm. cor- well cor- so correct but do you know what you have to do for employees you have to provide them extra benefits okay like health but insurance do, but, <laughs> no. but Rum, it's very simple you just make the employees the ones that are allowed to win duh <laughs> you just beat up contractors you're picking the winners anyway yeah. basically you're a loser until you work for the company we like you so much that we want to start giving you titles and see like, yeah. that's an interesting way to look at it because for me as a like they should just be like th- there's no wrestling union they're like they're they don't they like it's not just Probably wwe money, maybe yeah they they don't make like for example, uh, this past year during the pandemic, a lot of wrestlers got into Twitch because now they have a lot of free time on their hand and they have a lot of money to buy really good equipment. And a lot of them yeah. like playing video games, so they stream. Well, the thing about being a public figure, specifically in wrestling, is you will find a lot of devout, hardcore followers of you simply because you're a pro wrestler, especially one of WWE stature. And if you're a female, like oh yeah you know uh yeah. like Thea Trinidad or or uh Paige who goes who's on Twitch as Soraya Knight um you're going to make incredible money because now you are being ex- you're making yourself more accessible than you were before um which you're an independent contractor you have every right to use your your image right if you're not if you're not saying you are somebody Oh you're my not, you're god! They don't own it. Losing all, so they've built yeah. up all of these stars they don't actually own, and now and all the stars are just the going. I got the brand power. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Except, <clears throat> except WWE technically does because nobody has ever really taken WWE to task on. Hey, where does your IP start? And their human like because their WWE basically says, hey, this person you see on television. Physically, is the same person you see on their own computer screen streaming. So, our IP is indistinguishable. Therefore, we as a company have to be able to protect our IP, and thus you cannot just be doing the, these counts as these count as advertised appearances that uh, you make money off of using our IP, which is against the terms of your contract, which you're now in void of. Which means either you know get back in line or no longer have a contract. That's huh. that's a that's a dumb way to evolve your company. Very scummy. You're making you're making the people who make you money and by the way control all the power of your brand. It's the wrestlers that control the brand, right? Like <sighs> people are still fans of 
the old wrestlers. Yes. yes. The diehards. To, you know? to an extent, um, there is definitely, once you get out of the bubble of WWE, as a, if you stay in wrestling, there's another company called All Elite. Basically, you'll wrestling. shed fans as well. Uh, happen. Yes, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, you lose, exactly. you lose people, that exposure. Entertainment is entertainment. And so if you, for, for example, if you watched this, this one sport athlete for 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, and you developed a parasocial relationship because you followed their career, you watch every match, if they get dicked by the company and then move on with their life to something else, you might still stay with them. Yeah, you'll Correct. move with them. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Your money is no longer WWF money. It's now I'm supporting this. Well, yep. artists. <laughs> You're watching WWF players evolve into artists. Yeah. Because they already were. Yep. You know, it's a performance, so it's yep. art. Yeah. You got it. And like that's kind of what's happening, right? Is like it's it's akin what is happening now is because there's now an alternative where, you know, uh the wrestlers can go work somewhere else, make some more make comparable money while having far more creative freedom over their own being and they, they can appear at other places without like needing a, um, approval. So like, Man, it's I think they would have learned the last time to not throw, <laughs> but let the, people throw titles in the garbage. So, but that's yeah, the thing right? is Imagine. the people, the people that are leaving aren't at the top of the level. They're nah. not world. Well, why would they? Why would they? It won't why be the top. They? The yeah. top is being fed. Correct. The top exactly. is, you don't bite Wait. the hand that feeds you, dude. It's all, but if you if you yep. lose the belt, if you lose the bottom, who does the top do new they, bottoms? But I guess yeah, they, right? new, yeah, like exactly. It's it's a lot easier to add somebody to the bottom of your tier than it is at the top. And also, if you add somebody new, boy, they might become the new top because that's true. So so from a cost effective, rather than losing the top level talent to your competition, they're now losing middle of the tier, potentially top if everything goes right. But like a lot of these, you know, acts and these wrestlers are mid tier because they've gotten over, but one or two things happened to them. Too they got ego, hurt. Man. It's a hundred percent ego. It's a hundred. It it yeah. I, would, I would love to see a wrestling league that is like a hundred wrestlers. Okay. They're all hyper passionate about it. Uh, amazingly talented, and they just build relationships with each other, man. And I'd love to see what those matches then look like five years, ten years. See, you know? that's that that's what that uh, that's what this new um, company is, All Elite Wrestling. It is a bunch of guys who were wrestling together in Japan, and they were getting over. They have a they had a YouTube series that was getting over, and people were big fans of them and whatnot. They got a guy to. Who is the son of a of an oil baronsman from the Middle East to basically own uh, or to to front a company and they now tour and basically the idea is hey we're the alternative we're we're all working together we're different we're not a corporate structure we're not ego based except cool. there is like one or two guys that are ego based it's kind of hard it is human nature after all and. Um, it's given, given what the performance is, it's a very ego based performance, Correct. right? The goal of wrestling is to win. Yep. But you I know, mean, so it's, it's, well, wrestling it's, is just ego based in general, story, right? That's yeah. what's presented. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's always about ego and it always has yeah. been about ego. It's like, I'm the best in this field and that's what you go into every match yeah. with. From Imagine though, if you had a, a league of wrestlers where everyone was just people over content playing to lose, that's a league. 
because <laughs> the Canadian <laughs> Wrestling the... League, dude. It was when like, I, oh, so sorry. Playing the league, I don't mean like they're actively trying to lose no. in the match. I just yeah, mean I at a mental state, they don't give a shit about winning. Winning is effort. Winning is, winning is <laughs> oh, now I got to deal with the spotlight. Yeah. You know? You get people that realize the spotlight ain't that great if everybody is just collectively growing together anyway, you know? If you share the spoils of what is... Because the thing is, at no point did they really need to, like, buff everybody up. Um, no. They could have just been more of a company about it if they really wanted to. I don't know, man. This is the 90s, dude. Yeah. Like, trying it, to make money. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It was the 90s and yeah. the 80s. And the 2000s. 80s, 90s. And yeah. America. Like just at any point yeah, in time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know, man. They could have stifled that greed and just made made fun times. I mean, look, they yeah. a lot of the wrestlers back then talk fondly about the time that they had, mainly because they made the best money that anybody really ever made. So <laughs> well, yeah. it's one of those things of like, yeah. well, what happened? Was was it fun and you made money? Or was it fun because you made the money? Well And like some guys are saying, like, you know, look, I had fun regardless. Like you know, like, and and you can always tell because performing if it's, is fun. If the wrestler is still doing it into their fifties and sixties, oh and yeah, I love that shit. Right, like, yeah, those guys love wrestling. They love performing. They love being out in front of people. They love pro wrestling. There's guys who are just like, I liked pro wrestling. I st- it, it it's I love it. I just don't love it like I used to because, hey man, I've had to have a hip surgery. I've had to have a knee replaced. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. had to have yep. so like. Yeah. And no, no benefits as well. Like so. the, what's interesting is guys like Scott Hall or Jake Roberts, who are guys who were notoriously self-destructive with their um, drug addictions, mm. to the point where they people are like, "When are we going to hear about them ODing and dying?" Are now incredibly. They're much better. They're sober. They're living life. Their head is straight. They're enjoying wrestling for like every aspect of wrestling without having to you know, dull their pain with medication and to get to a point of being fucking addicted to it. Um, and like those type of guys, you can tell like, all right, they love performing. They're over here. They're talking to guys, younger guys, trying to give them advice, um, pick their brain, offer their own like, hey, like instead of um, instead of doing 70 flips in a match, why don't you do like seven? So you make them mean more. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, when we talk about like Grand Theft Auto role play with between ourselves of like yeah you can rob seven banks in one day, or you can spend the time you would have on those six to role play about the one, and it's like oh yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I also I, I want to step back and and make sure anyone listening knows that uh, a lot of respect. I don't want to a, a lot of the things were like taken apart, and I don't want anybody who's like super knowledgeable in wrestling to be like ah these schmucks don't know anything. You're right, we don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. Yeah. I, I love to look back and reflect on the way content was created in the '80s and '90s, and really just ask how can we as people do it better? Mm-hmm. Because for me, content ultimately is just something is comfort for us. Yep. It's nostalgic. Yeah. It's something we use to relax uh, after, you know, we've done our work and we need to vibe. And um, from my entire life making content and looking at the way a lot of corporate content is made, it's very evident that we treat content uh, over people 
a lot of the time. We make it so people have to suffer to make fun times for us. And then a lot of the times what happens is those fun times get canceled or fall apart or the artists implode and we go, ah, damn, our favorite thing fell away. Why? And I think it's because of the way the sausage is made. <laughs> honestly, yeah. you know, honestly, it really is. Yeah. That's that's for me. It's just like, okay, how can we now collectively as people make better sausages so those sausages last forever? Because I would imagine um, any wrestling fan wishes they could have lived in the timeline where their favorite wrestlers had the longest careers possible and, and the least injuries was, and, and, and the least well, amount of injuries and mm. the least amount of real drama storytelling yes. that amazes you and creates those moments in your life you can't you don't forget you could remember that friday that saturday that sunday those are what you care about you know so i'm, I'm, I'm i just want to make sure that uh, nobody's uh, too upset if we've been kind of poke critical how they made critical. their sausage in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no but like, I mean, I, like it, ahead, it's what you're talking about with those those moments right it's like in 1998 when the undertaker threw mankind off of the hell of a, hell in a cell and plummeted 16 feet through an announcer's table anybody who saw that would remember it forever it's uh, one of those like iconic moments that's what got me into wrestling that it's that exactly was what is this content what it, it was basically as a child going what is this i want to watch more of it because i watched somebody exactly fall from the sky twice yeah. magic and, twice. You, and you live watched, yeah. yeah you watch something that for them is average is so, is something mundane they can know they they practice and do every day but to you is magical yeah. it's extraordinary right? yeah yeah like i yeah. i like when i started watching wrestling like i know i know people are like yeah i watched that and then i watch wrestling later like and it wasn't the same cuz like well when you see a guy be thrown off of a 16 foot cell uh, and then chokeslam <laughs> through the 16 foot cell onto a hard ring a, a standard like arm drag and drop kick and, and like a rock bottom. They don't necessarily compare, but like for me, it was the idea of watching these people somehow every week coming out and after pushing themselves, pushing themselves after they, they fought each other for 15 minutes the week before in brutality and come back a week later and they're barely scratched up and you're like this these people are not real humans like these are not human and it's step really, aside american gladiator look at these guys like he's, <laughs> but it's really not right so like you know mankind mick foley uh, falling from the sky going through a table yeah. and without a crash pad with without going th over it multiple times he literally was just like all right, um, medication throw me like Commit this a bit uh, and i'm just gonna hope that i tuck i tuck my chin and rotate uh, and basically, that's such a commitment it, too. It's really, it really like it does really open your eyes though. Like once you've done something like that, how does anything else compare? And then you're yeah. constantly chasing after that next big content thing, and that's how people get hurt, right? And yeah, and that's, that's yeah. like it's very like, and this is why I'm I, like, this is what I was looking forward to with having the two of you on, is because I know you guys aren't the biggest wrestling fans, no. But like again, the way we look at content as an industry with the, the two of you guys being full-time streamers or, co or content creators uh, and then me doing it as a hobby and obviously, you know, looking at it the way I look at it is like wrestling is, is this weird, like everybody has to work together to tell the same story. But the story is that one person wants to win. The other person is going to lose and you're going, I'm going to physically make you lose. But right, yeah, at the end yeah, of the day, you yeah. walk back in the curtain Dap it up, like, hey man, good, good shit. Uh, uh, first rounds on you. You won. Hey, you're 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 buying the first round. 
at the bar. Later. Yeah, exactly. Like you got the prize. Yeah, it's like cool. all right, it's like okay, that's very interesting how that works, and then basically going like going like in real life, that's kind of what you try to do is if you're a decent person with average level of empathy, you're trying to win without but nobody to, wants to lose but without making somebody else that lose that's the thing right yeah. there's, like, yeah. there's a lot of people in life right now because of just you know what the way capitalism yep. works that mm -hmm. people try to win via other people losing and yes. then and then basically try to make excuses about why that's okay yeah like well, yeah. if you do something and someone else is losing for your victory uh, it's just a greedy victory, man. Mm -hmm. well, it brings me back to what Grum said earlier, man. High water raises all boats, and why can't more fields go into things with that kind of understanding? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, uh, like pro wrestling and streaming are very similar. Grum ain't paying me. Yeah, an I beat the shit out of Rob. <laughs> I will, I will fucking people double this motherfucker. <laughs> but, but Empire Grum, Grum ain't paying us. We're here because mm -hmm. we we love and want to support Grum and his. I love Grum and oh. his creative project. You know, and I, and I was like, oh, Rob will be there. I can't wait to hang out with Rob too. Like this is gonna be if, great. If, if if Grum was doing this and it blew up and it was the biggest podcast in the world, Grum, I would I would uh, I would wager that you should not keep trying to shoot for the. The biggest moment where you have yes. to throw a guest through a table in order to do your job. <laughs> but, he, I, but he could, I, I though. Just he could enjoy though. life. You oh, know? no, absolutely. It, those moments, oh, I've always said that what you want to do is you want to perform at your minimum effort most yes. of the time. All and the time. Every now and then, whenever you're rested and ready, you try your hardest. You pull right? up the big guns. Yep. yep. That throwing through that table, that's great if you do it every now and then but if every yes. week you got to throw a man through a table maybe <laughs> <laughs> change your level, job i don't know and, man. And people's shoulders are breaking and concussions yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to step back and be like we're performing too hard well that's yeah, we're going too hard that's the story if, of if, like pro wrestling yeah is that yeah. the night in the 90s they were 100 miles an hour 100 percent of the time stone cold is driving out with a ban uh, uh, a zamboni and running on top of it to clothesline, uh, you know, Vince McMahon. He's driving out with a beer truck to shower the ring with beer. He's putting, he's filling up Vince McMahon's Cadillac convertible with cement. Uh, yeah, this, a lot of this sounds fun, though. Oh yeah, it, does. it, is. it does. It really does. The thing, the thing is, this doesn't sound like the same thing of uh, throwing somebody through the table and breaking their shoulder. No, but it's, like, it's the idea of a zamboni every week. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, right. But it's still and diminishing then I hit him returns. With a stop sign and fucking like, broke his jaw. It is, like, it yeah. is diminishing it's diminishing returns, returns on a different if, level. Well, it's it's yeah. sensitization, right? It's desensitization. Yeah, because wrestling it makes so, it so often. when you do a match where you don't bring out a zamboni, like, it's oh, boring. It was a boring right. match. Yeah. And that's kind of where wrestling had been for the last uh, probably 15 years now, which is everybody going, man, the Attitude Era was great. Every week something happened. And it's like, yeah, yeah. every week did something. But also, every week the thing that happened might have been a porn star ha having relations with a man's wife to the point where that man, who is Japanese did a stereotypical Japanese accent and was like, I'm going to choppy choppy your pee pee. And then they oh. ch chop his pee pee. Oh, that, that was a oh. story they did in the nineties. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, the nineties. Or this is the problem time. when, yeah. or, you know, or maybe like, or maybe it's a that week. sounds like that a bit they thought of on Tuesday. And we're just like, <laughs> we'll do that this weekend. 
Yeah, this weekend is good for that. Yeah, or probably. there's the hype the the guy who goes by sexual chocolate who cannot be Ooh. satisfied by any woman except a seventy year old woman who cannot be satisfied by him. Ha ha. Oh wait, she's pregnant now. Oh, and she gives what? birth to a hand. These, these are like. I mean, it's still a better love story than Twilight, but like I don't get it. <laughs> like I don't know that's the lore. Yeah. So like this is the idea <laughs> of like, you know. Like yeah, every something happened every week, but not everything that happened was good. Like there are but, a lot of the, a lot of that <laughs> stuff Grum, is we're going to talk about the dark side. This. Grum, there's another side to this, and this is what I would and any wrestling fan who's been watching for 10, 20, that they've been watching since kids, I would want them to be fully aware of. Oh the yeah, nostalgia effect. Yep. yep. No mm. matter what happens now, sorry, it's not going to be as good as what you saw as a kid because you're not a kid anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're it doesn't watching matter it, if fucking yeah. The Undertaker just comes out of nowhere, he looks like he's fucking 30 years old again. You're like, what the fuck? And he throws four people through Teslas. Just, there's, a, <laughs> there's just a row of Teslas, throws a body through four windshields into the ring. Okay? That you'll still go, eh, it didn't tickle me in the way it wasn't the, the 93 match did. No. It's yeah. just, there's no way. That's the nostalgia effect. Do you know and the problem with their nostalgia is there really is no counter. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do. Um, you can be aware of it, but even when you're aware of it, you're still going to be like, I'm going to go watch the old YouTube video. I want to <laughs> see it. Exactly There's it. Nothing yeah. you can do. I'll... If you ever find yourself sitting there going, oh, man, it was better back in these days, then you're, you're victim That's to nostalgia. You're lost. Yeah. 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 Like, they're, like uh, I'll use the example. Recently, there was a match. It was a triple threat match between three big meaty men and i was effectively calling it hoss war n number two and i was showing people it, and they're like what was hoss war number one and i showed them what hoss war number one was and like holy shit like this was good but the thing that we just watched was like better though and i'm like yeah it is but I can still effectively go like I loved the first one because it was the first one. It's these guys. It's big meaty men doing what big meaty men in wrestling. Like the reason why I like I like wrestling. I want to watch guys who are no shorter than six four, weighing no less yeah. than two sixty five, being big people and fighting yeah, other big being, people. I just want being large men. Like the yes. same reason why you watch Godzilla versus Kong. To watch Godzilla vs. Kong. I don't watch yes. it for the human element of it. I watch it for the destruction. I, I'm like, like, man, there was a story to this movie? Shut up, fight more. <laughs> but like, Dude, that's the other secret to all this, mm -hmm. is once you're aware of your nostalgias as you've grown up, you can go, wait a second, I can just join communities and like introduce people to nostalgias, yep. kind of like what yes. Grum's doing. And then they because, get to experience it. Yes, it's very fun to share your nostalgia with friends yeah. and stuff. And guess what? There's communities for anything. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. If you, Whatever you grew up on, there is a community of at least 50 people who vibe and want to talk about this all the time you know minimum yep. minimum 50 like you're absolutely right and it's, <laughs> it's just like one of the things of like man it is great to be like for me this is the most fun is me showing my friends these dumb wrestling things and then we just sit there and make fun of it because while this is my nostalgia to a point like i didn't watch the goon when it first came out because the goon you fucking should have he's amazing <laughs> <laughs> Long live the goon. Um, yeah. uh, I it, it's a part of my nostalgia because I, I'm nostalgic to pro wrestling. So anything that happened that relates to pro wrestling, I'm nostalgic for. By definition of it being nostalgia, like oh, I recognize that guy or I recognize that setting. Oh man, 
and immediately I'm yeah. taken there, right? And that's how yeah. you are with like you know World of Warcraft. Like if that's your thing, and you right. see any, any nostalgia, you are. You know, yeah. if 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 you were a big fan of comic books and you only read these comic books, you still might be nostalgic to the other comic books you didn't read because you also saw them at the store yep. and you never really got into them. But ah oh, man, but now, I remember the yeah. day when I saw that comic book in a store. Anything, dude. Oh, 100%. And like with the goon, because I want to, I want to, I want to come back to the goon, because there wasn't. It's it's one of those things where he didn't last that long. You brought Rob. You brought up. A, you asked like he's not from Canada, and I said no, 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 he's not. <laughs> yeah. His name yeah. was Wild Bill Irwin before he was the goon. Okay. Bill uh, Irwin. He yeah, Wild Bill Irwin. Uh, he was forty years old when he was there. By the way, he was a cool forty. Mm. Um, Ooh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. Well, I, I made the comment like he looks like someone's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like at the <laughs> hockey game. Like um he uh born in Pecos, Texas. Wow. But okay. he resides in Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. So I don't know at what point he got to I, I mean, he was probably Minnesota is very like he probably grew up with hockey because Minnesota is mm -hmm. uh, a hockey state. So, but he moved there after. Yeah, so that's why I yeah, think. But did yeah, he grew up there young. Did he grow up there young? I, I don't like, know. He just you, said that the way yeah. he, he, he oh, worked, born there. But he, okay. he Minnesota, hockey is the, the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, and it would make sense that the goon has a hockey nostalgia. I would imagine a lot of wrestlers are also use their nostalgia a little bit. To, um. Uh, for their stage, for their stage personas, probably to a what point. they know, right? Um, what they know. So point. I mean, yeah, nostalgia yeah. affects all of us. It's kind of like the bread and butter like, of who we are. You know? So we were talking about mankind being thrown off thing. Mick Foley's the performer. Yeah. Um, yep. He is best known for the faces of Foley. He basically came into WWE as a, as mankind, this psychotic, masochistic wrestler who lived in a boiler room, um, and. Before that, he was known as Cactus Jack, who was this kind of wild man, like willing to do anything to get the win, to, to inflict punishment or to get the win. Um, you know, and that's what made him a good guy. He'd do anything to get, he'd put his body through hell to win. Uh, as a bad guy, he'd do, he'd put his body through hell to inflict pain. Very small, which is nuance. Um, mm -hmm. But when he got to WWE, they were like, man, like Mick Foley is an interesting character. This but this mankind character is kind of faltering. There's there's not much here. Hey, why don't we do like a sit down interview with him? Like just talk to him, um, and understand what makes mankind tick. So they started to blur the line between the act of mankind and the performer of McFoley. And they're like, you know, tell me about your, you know, childhood, mankind. He's like, oh well, you know, I, I grew up in New York, and um, I've always been a wrestling fan, and this and that. And they start taking this thing, and he would every so often come back and bring back some of that like i'm hey by the way i'm mankind like i will choke you out with my fingers um and he talked about when he was younger when he would do backyard wrestling he wrestled as dude love and okay. it's, it's the guy it's dude love everybody love all the ladies love ow he's cool and he's because he's in the 70s it's the psychedelic tie-dye shirts and whatnot so wwe so takes wait. this go ahead was was mankind the one that had the sock puppet? Yes, he was right. Yes. Okay, yep. Mr. Okay. Socko. I, I'm yeah. Okay, thank you. I was like, I was trying to remember who had a sock. <laughs> Which puppet Bo Burnham? In, like, you owe you owe Mr. Mr. Foley he some does. royalties. Okay, he sure does. <laughs> um, but the he the dude love. So they bring the dude love character and they make it so now it is his nostalgia where it's just him 
do, doing the bit that he did when he was younger as a wrestler, but now being paid to do it, which I feel like is every artist and performer's kind of dream is, hey, this thing I was doing for free, I want to get paid to do it. But like yeah. that was to another level because it quite literally was the thing that he did when he was dreaming of being a pro wrestler. Now he's getting to do it. And he even said, he goes, it was cool, but the dude love character kind of sucked because it was very two-dimensional. His other characters were fine. Because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. his first start. Correct. It's his first, I mean, start. Point, it's yeah. first yeah. love, yeah. So, and that's why it's funny, like, you know, hey, your nostalgia is great. But if you don't remove yourself enough from it, then you're not going to see its flaws. Like, he was nostalgic to dude love. That was his, yeah. that was his teenage and early college, uh, you know, moniker. Uh, and it was flawed. It was literally, well, what is the character? Well, he's dude love. Okay, what is dude love? No. Yeah. Well. Uh, girls love him. <laughs> he's irresistible. And then as you look at Mick Foley, you're like, the women love you? You're irresistible? <laughs> which, which women? Which women are we talking about? Like, your wife? Yeah, no. She loves you. Absolutely. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know? Unconditionally. Por- porn yeah. stars? Yeah, they, because they feel safe around you. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. He's, Mick Foley has a has a reputation for having be, because he is the guy that women are comfortable around because he's not threatening at all. Yeah. Um, he is well liked, but it's, it's very funny. Like, well, he'll be like, yeah, the, this woman who everybody regards as like the hottest woman. Um, yeah. She sent me, uh, she would send me eight by tens to sell for, you know, of her to sell to people. <laughs> like she was like, Oh yeah. Cindy, <laughs> Cindy Margolis, like noted, uh, you know, adult star. Yeah. No. She, yeah. We're best friends. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? That's ridiculous. Which I is love funny to him. me, right? Like, yeah, I love that for him. That's amazing. So, but you know, wrestling content in general is when you can remove yourself from the nostalgia, but you can address what worked with the nostalgia and where it faltered. Like you said, Rob, where you go, hey, the goon, yeah, they fucked this up. They missed their opportunity to make him come out with a, you know, wrestle only people who have shirts or just beat up people on the ice. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you said something, Graham. You said uh, it's it's like every artist's dream to build their nostalgia. In yep. a way, I bet you that's true. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as as somebody who's uh, been Not, doing art yep. for fifteen years and and gotten to really, you know, just build whatever fun meme show or uh, internet game um, they really wanted mm-hmm. to, very very lucky, um, very privileged. Uh, I have no interest in doing any of the things I used to do. Oh yeah, no. Oh, um, I can imagine. And what's and what's what's amusing to me though is that uh, I find that I get stuck in the opposite effect where um, once you've established, once you've built up that audience, people you're their nostalgia. So uh, it's cool that he got to be dude love because I would imagine that after being man eater, some people might be like, oh, why isn't he being man eater? Yep. You know? Yep. Why is it, yeah, man. Where's man? Yeah. I don't like this character. Yeah. Where's man eater? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because yes. they would compare. Yeah. They yep. would compare his two different performances when they shouldn't be compared. This is this is just him doing his old love, guys, yeah. you know. And that's and that's the thing with with wrestling is the audience is very smart. I, like wrestling wrestling audiences and wrestling fans get dunked on rightfully so more times than not for being bad-smelling booger-eating nerds. Fair. They are for the most part. I didn't know this. Is this what they get? <laughs> this on? this yeah. is a common thing. This yeah, is a common yeah. thing. They bad. They don't know. They don't wear deodorant. They booger eating. Booger, I, this yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> because it, like it, not it, even with the finger though, just like tongue in the nose. It's basically the idea of like you have to be an idiot to believe that this is real when it's 
like when you ask most wrestling, most wrestling fans, like, yeah, I know it's not real. I just shut the fuck up and watch it. It's yeah, the same way. Nobody ever said yeah. growing up that it was like role play or stories. No, it's they. No, when you're I a kid, it's a rite like, of passage, dude. Yeah. No, I really felt. Well, yeah, I always felt yeah. like they were trying to make it look real. Correct. And they were just and like everybody's is like everybody's putting up the performance of like yeah, it's real competitive to yeah. you know almost suck in the uneducated. You know, you're, you're and I bet you there are some well, people. I mean, think about like, it. Oh, it yeah. was real. Think oh, about it though, yeah. like when you when you're a kid, like nobody tells you, oh, these are just actors. They're like, oh yeah, they're fighting, and this is all yeah. real stuff. Robert like Downey Jr. Plus. is is Tony Stark. There's no difference. Like There's you don't no go, difference. that's exactly. that's Robert Downey Jr. No, no, Timmy, that's Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> he also <laughs> yeah. starred in this film. It's like no, yeah. Tony Stark. <laughs> Pull up his there, IMDb. A little, little, little difference shit. is that like movie stars and stuff that go and do other Correct. movies and they become other people wrestling. They usually just have one persona mm -hmm. and this is what they're doing in their public life. It's, it's pretending this thing is real. Now, nowadays it's not. Now it is. Nowadays a performance. Everyone, yeah. Now everyone Everyone's understands it. it yeah. I don't, I don't think they're, I think if you went up to someone and said, wrestling's not real, everyone would roll their eyes. Like, good job, Timmy. You solved the yeah. puzzle. <laughs> yeah. like, back, but like, exactly. back in the eighties and nineties though, if you did that, I don't, I don't know if you did. Oh, no, a lot that. of people, because it was back in the eighties and nineties, because it was so fucking over the top yep. and violent and like always trying to outdo itself. A lot of people probably did think it was real in the eighties. Oh 90s. yeah, absolutely. There'd be like, oh, that person, uh, Ric Flair. Yeah, he's everything that he says he is, and that's because, yeah, that is that is who he is. He is yeah. him on TV right now. Yeah, like, and it's very like the, the reason. It's so called it's, the era of attitude, but it really does sound like the era of ignorance of the audience <laughs> not knowing <laughs> what the fuck is going on. For ten years, well, so yeah. Zamboni, <laughs> everything. So that's the thing is, it was the Attitude Era is, is is in name because WWE literally said our programming needs more attitude, and we're going to give you that mm. because they were okay. at the time. So the Goon is peak like family friendly WWE. They're they're kind of <laughs> with eyes sticking. Got it. <laughs> they're gotcha. they're trying to they're presenting wrestling in a post Hogan world. Like Hulk Hogan mm -hmm. is no longer in WWE during the Goon. Mm -hmm. uh, he has been he's in WCW now. In fact, he's in WWE. Like during that time, he's in WWE or WCW, and he's a bad guy. He's basically being like, "I'm the guy who made you be a fan of pro wrestling. You fucking yeah. suck. You need me." So basically, doing a little bit of the uh, is kind of meta of I'm the guy that put wrestling on the map. I'm the guy yeah. who's yeah. responsible for you paying to see me to this day. And like, right. you know, and there's other, and there's I other mean, stuff and they're like, that's an iconic name though, right? Always go meta. Right. Yeah. Is, well, it, can't yeah, that's it. it. Like it, it happens, dude. So but like he, he kind of was like, he yeah. was the face of wrestling for like a whole generation. He's he, he, for two generations, two like, generations. Like, yeah. That's like yeah, an attitude fair. era in WCW. He's still, he's still the guy who's leading the NWO and everybody's like, ah, oh, man, I love the NWO. Yeah. World. Yeah. New world order. Too sweet. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. To yeah. those people yeah. like, holy shit. Like he was able to reinvent himself and to borrow a term from Rob, create another radical wave that took him even higher than he was before because now wrestling isn't just this new thing that people are getting involved with it's the 90s no one's seen wrestling like this where you know he's kind of dropping the whole hulk hogan act and kind of talking as 
he's Hollywood Hogan, and yeah, brother, I'm gonna go. He's not saying, brother, I'm gonna do that. He's like, hey, brother, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Hey, I just got off the phone with Hollywood, uh, my agent. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm about to pop, be out of here and go film a show. I'll be back. Uh, by the way, I'm still the world champion. Like a lot of yeah interesting stuff that was going on, but still kind of being meta and taking because people loved wrestling, but they didn't love that wrestling was kind of quote unquote lying to them. Like, it was, well, yeah, which is a weird yeah. thing where it's just like, well, they, no, did, they, never... so they didn't like it once they saw how the sausage was being made. Yeah, that's they exactly loved, it. They loved the illusion of living in this world where all of these animated characters were real people. Mm-hmm. And then to when some they extent. stopped enjoying it, they remade the sausage to be like, hey, by the way, like, you know, whole, you know, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. No, he's he's he really hates Vince McMahon. Yeah, no, no, he hates Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon keeps putting obstacles in his way. Okay, well, why does he hate The Rock? Well, because The Rock is his corporate junkie. He's like, oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah, I hate Hello, my corporate boss. Junkie. Yeah, I, I, I hate my boss. I hate yeah. my boss. Yeah. So it was no Let's longer. Let's go make sausage. Hell yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, eat, say your prayers. There's a, there's a wrestler with a radical career, dude. Who? That guy got uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. He he's From way wrestling more famous to kids movies. after wrestling, <laughs> and yeah. he was well, so big in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, it's well, just he had so a bunch wild. of like shitty little roles in like the Tooth Fairy and like Disney <laughs> no, movies. And, like yeah. he was good in the Tooth Fairy. Oh, he was great <laughs> in it, but like he had a lot of shitty roles. Like, like yeah, no, he was like, he was shitty, but mummy? he was good. They were all. Wasn't he the mummy? He was in the, yeah, he so was in the mummy. First, yeah. his first movie. Yes, he was yeah. in the yeah. the mummy two, Scorpion King. That was his first role. They were like, and he was all CGI'd. Yeah, yeah, whole movie, whole movie. They just took his likeness. And then the second, and then his first movie was the Scorpion King, which is a cult movie. Like everybody's like, wow, like commercially it was not good um but they oh, it did, flopped like, hard it flopped hard and they only re they only made a sequel or a prequel to it because the rock became big so that the scorpion king was now being rewatched because they're like look at his first movie and he's in the walking yep. tall remake he's in other that movies. was a good movie it was he a great did really movie. Good in that remake yeah and then he just they're like you got to stop like holly like his agent like you got to stop wrestling like you got a career here in, in movies man you got to stop wrestling or they're going to just typecast you as this you big know, dumb jock. big dumb jock who kicks ass he's like but i am a big dumb jock who kicks ass <laughs> yeah, that's they're what like yeah best. but yeah. you're also funny and he's like okay fine so he quit and they he like went on that string of making kind of like um Hokey kind of films. Ho Ho hokey films that would break his typecasting because you wouldn't yeah. just. Yeah. But then, like, he goes in, in, like, in 2011, he's in, like, Faster, and then he's in Fast Five, and he's just a big, dumb, kick ass guy. Like, exactly. He's just, so he's back to what he knows. Yeah. Like, from his wrestling. But movies. he got bigger for it. Like, all yeah, these and movies, and, like, no, that was the answer. He's, yeah. He's only ever done. But the thing is, when he started doing the big dumb guys now, he's not dumb. Usually he's like charming yes. and funny. Yes. Like, uh, the Naive Jumanji maybe. ones that yep. just came out. He plays as like, Amazing. he's big and strong, but no, uh, I know my things. Yeah. I know yeah. stuff, you know? Um, what else has he been in recently? Uh, he isn't he in Mona as yeah, the, Moana. Uh, Moana, yeah, 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 Moana. He's yeah. in Moana. Yep, he's, he's in Moana. He's uh, Maui. What yeah. can yes. I say? He's great in that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, he did really mm -hmm. good in that. 
Yeah, it's a- um, have you ever seen the movie? I think it's Pain and Gain. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Mark that Wahlberg. might be my favorite. Oh, oh with the Rock Marky Johnson Mark. Yeah. yeah. I think it starts with them like. Uh, Running. Uh, <laughs> no, doesn't, doesn't that movie start with him like uh, cooking a hand on a barbecue? Yes. In yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That's, that's the yeah. pitch if you want to see this Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. It's just Dwayne the Rock Johnson cooking a human hand on a it is barbecue. Fantastic. Yeah, that's Tony. That's the story. It's Tony Shalhoub's hand, too. Like, that's the thing. Is Tony Shalhoub's the bad guy in the film. Like, that yeah. they, they didn't sell that hard enough. Be like, hey, okay, so it's didn't. it's Mark Mark Wahlberg and Dwayne the Rock Johnson being meatheads on Miami Beach with Anthony Mackie who ch- who's trying to get big. Also, yeah. Tony Shalhoub is the bad guy. <laughs> You're like Tony Shalhoub's the bad guy, Monk. Yeah, Monk. Dude, <laughs> Monk's yeah. the bad guy. Excuse me. Hell hold yeah. on. I'm here for that. I liked that movie a lot. It was good. It was no, and that's and like you know. It, with like the the rockhead, like it's it's a weird because then he came back to wrestling for uh, like a couple matches and because he's he's one of these guys where he loves like pro, he's a third generation wrestler like his dad was a wrestler his grandfather was, was really? a wrestler oh I so didn't know that his whole childhood is wrestling his daughter's a wrestler like oh shit wow. like wow. there is a lot of like love for wrestling in his blood and he will always come back to wrestling. And it will always be home for him, which is good. Like for me, as a fan, I'm like, yeah, I get to. I, I live in a world where The Rock will still show. Like that guy who I'm going to watch in the Fast and the Furious movie is going it to is be in cool this. If he shows up. Yeah, yeah. cool like, to it, respect your roots like that because, yeah. like that, that was where he blew up. That's where yeah. he like became a household name. You know, uh, and I feel like most guys. And like there was a time where I never thought it would he would because I was a bitter fan of like. Oh, the Rock just he's goes. To movies. He's gone to movies. He's left WWE. He's left us, and he doesn't talk about WWE anymore. In fact, he just goes by Dwayne Johnson now. Like, what yeah. the hell, you know? And then it's like, all right, stop being an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't know. You gotta, you, you gotta grow up a bit and accept. Yeah. He actually, the man's uh, going on he actually, else. Like, yeah, like he actually doesn't owe you anything. Yeah, imagine. yeah, he, yeah. Imagine <laughs> that a, a, a performer who not social relationship with Dwayne. <laughs> Yes, I did. Yes, I did. There's a lot. No longer the Rock Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) That was my first parasocial relationship was to the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yep. You know that I think that is something that uh, probably every one of us is guilty of. Oh yeah. Um, Using social media as a platform to just shit on how people live their life. Mm. Hundred percent. You know, I I try to catch myself constantly, even even with celebrities. Um, you know, once they're millionaires, I don't know. We get to punch them more. I think that's the rule. They're I rich. I think yeah, they but, punch um, down, we punch back up. <laughs> but I, but I, but but I try really hard to not. You know, I always understand people when they need to stop stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. that's like if you want to look at wrestling at, uh, as a big picture thing, it's a performance. These people are performers. They're artists. Hey. You know, there's a lot to be gained from Dwayne Johnson going and doing a bunch of big movies, getting even bigger, and then coming back to WWF. Yep. Because oh, yeah. some people will be Dwayne the Rock John, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson fans, or Dwayne Johnson fans, and now become Dwayne the Rock Johnson fans when he comes back for uh, a weekend. Yep. You know, yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, he's going to do this old thing. I've never seen wrestling before, but since I've watched 30 of your movies, let me yep. watch this, and I love it. I'm a fan." That happens constantly, you know. It's the sharing of nostalgia we were talking about, the sharing of our our, our roots and our stories and what we just love as mm-hmm. you know people in entertainment. I was gonna say that's another thing that like uh, John Cena has been trying to do. He's been trying to like get into movies and yeah. acting, and he's actually like he he amuses me. I find him funny as hell. Mm-hmm. So like I could see him doing the same thing, and it's because other wrestlers had paved the path. Like we can 
go over to film and it will be fine. Well, because everything that wrestlers do are live one take. They don't. Exactly. Like, like that's the thing is like when it's like Rob, when you were telling me like, yeah, I don't do, I don't do multiple takes. It's one take and it's done. And I'm like, my brain's like, that's very pro wrestling of you. Is that all right? (laughs) I mean, so I mean, you're you're painting me as if I am just too egotistical. I'll do multiple takes. My thing is, Unless somebody asks me or really requires it, I don't know why I would ever try to do more than one take because it goes back to trying to perform at your minimum level. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want my one take to be good enough to satisfy you as uh, a consumer, as as somebody who's consuming this art. I want what I can do for five minutes to entertain you for five minutes because that means I only have to spend five minutes. If you need me to just remix and remix and remix and remix and spend an hour to make or two hours or five hours an entire week to make five minutes of content that's that's a hard that's a hard deal you know i mean it comes Um, down to like like enjoying making content versus enjoying producing content i like making content i don't want to produce anything i enjoy producing content i don't like producing content (laughs) i I enjoy producing content i enjoy making content um i do not enjoy doing content i have done a thousand times over and over again but you know there's something interesting about that is i enjoy introducing people to the way i used to make content so I, I don't even really care about the content we necessarily make as content creators anymore. I just like to go out there with you guys and do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like I, I, like if Grum told me, Rob, do you want to go put on a WWF wrestling match? I'd Done. be like, let's do it. Done. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Can we, how can we do this and not hurt ourselves? Also, I'm willing to take some mild body pain. For the bit. <laughs> I'll, I'll commit to the bit. Yeah, I'll commit to the bit. Just dude, don't 100%. make if yep. if you're gonna throw me through the table, one take. You don't yep. get two, motherfucker. <laughs> no, make sure the camera's rolling, or we'll have to tell yeah. everybody that we did it and it didn't see it. Yeah. Yep. Also, not in the face. Not, not in no, the face. no face. Like body you can hit me in the face. That's fine. No, no, okay. So Rob says in the face, but only one one table spot, uh, one yeah. time. Okay. Uh, you can throw me through as many tables as you want, just not the face. Okay, not the face. All right, cool. That's good somewhat wrestling related. I yes. used to actually practice falling down oh same so same. I, I i used to love this so much i used to tell my friends pretend to punch me and they would pretend to punch me and then just fly backwards poof, 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 do like 12 somersaults where you just <laughs> look like you got thrown across the room <laughs> i love doing that gimmick for my friends um because it was fun to do in front of adults and then oh to overreact mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just oh, really yeah. fun for us to be like oh my god he just went far oh you fucking kids yeah, <laughs> that's what wrestling is is basically grown adults but they're kind of kids in more than one sense sometimes with uh that's what art is yeah. it is it really that's what is. art is it's grown adults but somewhat kids in some sense so what it is before while we wrap up here any last thoughts from either of you on the goon I think that they could have pushed it way further, personally. Like, it, it, they had something. It was, like, the idea of something, and they didn't know how to go with it. And I think that that man could have had a blistering career in the WWE or WCW. Uh, it's very clear to me that the goon was probably a product of the uh, wrestler themselves. This was probably his idea, and he kind of pitched it. But my God, if uh, the 90s WWF wanted to captivate Canadian audiences, oh yeah, having <laughs> a well, a hockey player would have worked. Okay? Yep. yep. Okay? Because you know what you could have done? God, you could have got him on a team. You could have got <laughs> yeah. him to show yeah. up for a few hockey games, yep. man. 
put him in just, practice. He, he or just like, has to go out there and do nothing. He just has. To, he doesn't even have to be a real player, you know. He was, <laughs> you could have just done the thing where he comes out in the uh, in middle of the periods and yeah. comes out and just fights somebody, do a little WWF promo, break a stick off something. Yeah, like it, I, yeah. I, I was a Canadian. I think for me, it was exposure. I never really got into wrestling because mm-hmm. there was nobody I knew that really got into wrestling, so I never really saw it. Yeah, if I had saw this goon guy, but you know something more enticing to the the 10, 15-year-old <laughs> boy in Alberta, I, I, w- I would have I been down. I would have been like, yes, let's do this. Pull off a skate and carve his name in the ice or something. Oh, my God. There's, there's so <laughs> much they could have done there. Because so the thing is, I would imagine they could have leaned into everything Canadian. This guy could have come out and just brought out, like, maple syrup. He comes out with a box of timbits and throws it at the ice. I'm, I cannot wait. I, I'm bringing the two of you back for another gimmick that was extremely Canadian. was even more Canadian than this. Oh, I okay. love it. I, yep. I will, is he dressed up as a beaver? No. Is there flannel? No. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Product placement. Is he just a giant Tim Hortons cup? <laughs> no, 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 they. Well, he, but also they, um, dressed similar to the uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. okay. So All he's right. a Mountie. Ten gallon hat. Got he's it. not just a Mountie. He's the Mountie, and he always gets his guy. Dudley Do Right. Oh, yeah. is it Dudley Do Right? This doesn't feel Canadian at all. Mounties don't really connect with most Canadians, I find. I don't think they catch many people either. But it's it is it is no, they don't, which is why it's funny. Uh, So yeah, I will. You two will be back on a future because this is this was good. Uh, I enjoy I enjoy like I've had I've had wrestling fans on, and we just make fun of the wrestling and compare it to modern wrestling or compare it to something else wrestling related. Whereas with non wrestling fans, it's just been this fun. Like we're just gonna talk. We're just gonna I don't. Shoot I don't want to make fun of this. Yeah, I, I, more first off, I don't like making fun of other things other people like. because yeah. you know I don't like it when they make fun of things they, I like that yeah. they don't understand. I, exactly I don't know it. wrestling, dude. Mm-hmm. Like for somebody who's grown up in wrestling, years and years and years of stuff to know. Like there's yep. there's lore, there's oh, stories, there's, stories there's moments. There, I mean, there's a Zamboni earlier. <laughs> a Zamboni came up in this conversation. The hardest thing to tell somebody is how you felt when that thing happened yep. and that's always what probably is the biggest moments for any wrestling fan is how they felt when they saw this shit go down yep. wrestling i've always noticed has been great for creating those captivating live moments well know? and it gives you that that moment where you're like you get to share it with somebody who also felt that way and you're like oh damn we're yeah. now best friends yep. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. The it's really cool yeah it's really cool nice. all right pyre Yes. Well, before we go, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you can find times. me. Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter. Well, in Canada, first of all, but you can find me on Twitter, uh, Empire TTV. You can also find me on a Twitch live. I'm starting to do day streams now, so it was five o'clock every day uh, Eastern. Now I'm uh, I'm peppering in uh, Tuesday, Thursday at twelve. There you go. Little lunchtime streams. So and, Empire uh, over on Twitch. And for for the, the people, why? Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say for the for the people, it's Empire, E M P Y R E. Not empires and empire state building, but a pyre is in like fire things, but an empire right. of fire, which would probably be my wrestling name. I'd probably burn stuff down. I think that'd be pretty not be cool. bad. Not, not bad. Yeah, the pyre yeah, of bad. fire. Yeah, uh, you got it. <laughs> I just burn things down. I don't nest. I don't win. I, just, yeah. I don't win. I, I just don't, burn. I just burn it. I don't even go into the ring. I find this Vince McMahon's office. I go in there and I burn it down. Oh, nice. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't play one wrestler, Grum. I would just play 12 characters and uh-huh. keep doing the bit where I come out and get like one punch by whoever's on this. Whoever's <laughs> get taken away on a stretcher, quick costume change, come out as a completely different character, just turn like a WrestleMania. I'd be I'd be a filler wrestler. Okay? <laughs> I'd be like, we only have nine people. This isn't enough for WrestleMania. I'd be like, don't worry, my man. I got 12 people to come in out as. Just and then it comes like, out and losing. I got 12 then it comes gimmicks. to light. <laughs> yeah, it comes it comes to light that you've got 12 gimmicks and you've it's been 12 people all along and that's just your gimmick you're yeah. just you know the man of 12 faces yeah that's great let's do Ooh. wrestling but you never you never it's just one person it's three people Start it's the referee by yourself it's the <laughs> that would be interesting if like you'd have to shoot it so that like you'd have you'd have to have a bo- there'd have be a second person. Be, there has to be you'd a second a person double person yeah. constantly yeah at that point you might oh, as well just yeah. get the second guy like hey do you want to be an actual right if you if you yeah, are yeah. out there and you are wrestling fans and twins, do I have something to pitch to you? Guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you don't have to look that much alike. Just like passable. Fraternal twins will work. Devils, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. One uh, of you's got to be able to do a lot of voices. The other one's just got to be a body devil. You're there you set. go. There you go. <laughs> Rob, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at rawb.tv. I stream on Wednesdays, uh, and I do a lot of YouTube content, so you can just find, click one link to follow all the, little, all the other links. But uh, Grum, thank you so much for having us, man. This was yeah, a dude. ton of fun, dude. Absolute I haven't blast. laughed as hard in a while, man. Good. This was good. Good. I look forward to having the both of you on either together with each other or mixing and matching because – that's always there are my two passions, wrestling and friends. Hey, so, hey Rob, tag team champs, you wanna we wanna come back sometime? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, All absolutely. Right, cool, cool. Yeah. Until All he right. starts doing like the one where it's two v twos, and it's it's a game show now live on Twitch. Yeah. And we're what's our tag team name? I don't know. We got to think we have about to work that. on this. We'll figure yeah, we out work next on that. next time for next time. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Sounds good, guys. Thank you guys for coming on. It was a blast. I want to thank Rob and Empire once more for them coming out and uh enjoying enjoying some a blast i think we went went about you know i think we recorded uh you know there's probably there was i think i cut off about 20 to 30 minutes pre-actual thing so we we sat here and and like friends do you'll sit here you'll have fun you'll have a good time and just it be in each other's you know company laughing having a good time and uh this is the first of two i recorded this day so i'm glad i got that stuff on the on the front end to talk about um next week is the second of the two i uh, recorded on this very day uh next week we're going to have my friends purple and citra also twitch streamers to talk about on and i'm going to introduce them to uh the rock this is your life uh you know which again i have said this before that uh you know i don't want to do too many well-known things but at the same time i'm getting people who don't really watch wrestling so they don't know these well-known ones right so showing them these uh you know top top of the line you know like historic segments like this is your life um which you know if you don't know if you're listening to this you don't know is the, the highest rated segment of all time uh and you know for wrestling and it went over it went just kept going it was it's ridiculous and it's been a while since I saw it in full, and I watched, rewatched it leading up to it. I'm like, yeah, no, this is, we can do this. We can do this on the dork side. Um, and Purple and Citra bring in, an, well, Purple in particular brings an interesting perspective <laughs> and uh, asks some fun questions uh, of me as a wrestling fan so that he can get a better understanding. A lot of fun. 
uh, next week, much like this week's. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you guys for checking out this week's episode of Dorkside. If you liked what you heard today, if this is your first time listening, go back. Listen to the first three. Listen to the King of the Road match from last week with Jim Jam and Diggy. Listen to the the Sting being attacked by dogs with JTR and Crawford. Listen to the first episode, uh, Chucky with Gurp and Panda Pete. These are fun just interesting i think they're interesting because it's it's people who for the most part just aren't that you know well versed in wrestling or if they are they don't know this thing that we're watching we, they don't know this we're watching a you know we're watching a segment or a match or a character that they, they, they it was it's a blind spot for them you know because wrestling's wrestling has been a television product for 40 plus years now and there's a lot of dumb wrestling a lot of bad wrestling a lot of dork side quality stuff and we will talk about it Next week, episode five, though, we are talking about Dorkside uh, episode is about This Is Your Life, The Rock, or The Rock, This Is Your Life. It's a fun, historic uh, segment that kind of got tried to get be replicated, but never could quite get that, get that, get, get the, get the authentic, fun reaction out of it. And, you know, so it'll be fun with Citroen Purple. If you liked what you saw as well, follow me on Twitter, follow it on Instagram, at Dorkside Ring. If you like what me, if you're like T.P. David, uh, who Macho Man did the great uh, re- review for. Uh, if you want to follow me on my ins- my, tw- my Twitter, my Instagram, I am Grum. Follow me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash tgrum or just grum.tv. You can also do us all a solid favor, like the podcast review the podcast leave a rating for the podcast five stars help that algorithm fi- help us be discovered i, re- I learned yesterday last week that the podcast is all- there's two apple feeds um so like them both like them both uh, you know listen to both double the double the sounds i like this i like this idea i don't know why i don't i i've reached out to to my distributor i haven't heard anything back from him yet i'm gonna be like tick tick hey question did you get that either way Thank you guys for hanging out. It's a good time every time here on the Dork Side of the Ring. Thank you for visiting me on the Dork Side of the Ring. Because wrestling is more fun when no one's taking it seriously. I'll see you guys around. Thank you again. I am Grum. Enjoy your week and let it be the kind of week that you need. <laughs>